Bad Bunny being sued by his ex-girlfriend for nearly $40 million, or for $40 million after mm-hmm. using her voicemail, um, a voicemail she left him on his phone. One thing that did come to light is that apparently one of his people had, had went to her and said, we'll give you $2,000 to use this on another song. Mm-hmm. And she said no, and they did it anyway, and now here's the lawsuit for forty. Million dollars. Now, did we do we know for a fact that we know that they went to her and said, "We'll give you two thousand dollars," but was that the way it was presented? Was we just want to own the rights to this, or was it we're using it in a song? That I don't. I don't know, know for I don't sure because that is a, probably a little bit. Of a and I'm wondering if if you just say "Bad Bunny Baby," does she have to prove that the song is successful because of that part, and she's due all this money? It's all know. good questions. That's why I have uh, the smartest attorney we know. Uh, Lisa Lanier, she's great. Good morning, Lisa. Hey, good morning. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. You cannot copyright a voice, but a voice qualifies as protected under the right of publicity. In most states, including uh, the territory of Puerto Rico, where this originates from, this story originates from, um, they have a law that, and this is, this is the majority all over the nation, that you can't use someone's likeness, their image, or their voice to, to make money without their permission. And that's what he's doing here. And um, so I think he's going to end up having to, and you know, I think he knows that. That's why they offered to pay her a little bit of money for it. And she doesn't have to show that her voice makes the whole song or anything. It's just because she contributes her voice to those songs, then she's going to be owed some money for that. Uh-huh. And not, not a little bit of money. I mean, not like two grand, because apparently both of the songs that contain her voice have done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Well, how how do they decide how much she is owed, though? If they if if she doesn't have to prove that she um, that voice brought in or made the song or made the hit, how do they decide how much she's owed? So little tracks and sounds and things have a value that's quantifiable to people in the music industry because they have to pay for things like that typically, and so they'll be able to have testimony from experts who are familiar with the value, the monetary market value of a, of a snippet like that. And, it, you know, it won't be a, a fortune, but it'll certainly be more than two grand, I think, especially for two very successful songs. It won't be $40 million as she's suing, do you think? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Because I think, you know, it's a, it's just a one little portion of the song. And so I think they'll, they'll carve out. And I think he'll end up settling with her. There's an interesting kind of wrinkle in, in uh, this kind of uh, use of voice, famous voices, Companies are now using artificial intelligence to copycat famous voices, mm. and these are they're called deep fakes. And what happens is um, courts are ruling that since it's not the actual voice, their hands are tied under these laws that are that it's you know it's tied to an individual's actual likeness, and that these AI copycats don't fall under those laws, and people are getting away with it. And so, in many states now, they're starting to try to amend these laws to say your actual voice likeness or a, uh, you know, an AI replication of it. But in states that don't have that, big companies, I mean, several several celebrities have sued over this and several big companies have been sued. And um, and it's going in the favor of the artificial intelligence right now. Now, could it be something like, you know, Morgan Freeman has a very distinct voice and other celebrities. Exactly. Like myself. But anyway, like Morgan Freeman, like if... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as long as the AI doesn't say this is saying this is right. No, no, that was obviously a joke. Uh, but yep. if they, as long as the AI doesn't say, "Hey, this is Morgan Freeman," blah 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 blah. But they just right. have someone talk like Morgan Freeman in their ad for you know 
he used to do Visa. Let's say American Express hired a Morgan Freeman AI. As long as he didn't say this is Morgan Freeman, they'd get away with it. They have been in in, the, wow. in most jurisdictions that have this uh, likeness and and uh, you know image legislation. So they're having to amend the legislation to to extend to copies that are created by artificial intelligence to sound. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're going after people. One of those, Bette Midler has a pretty distinctive voice. I think, um, like you said, Morgan Freeman, you know, people like that. And, um, and they're having to amend these laws to, to catch up to technology. But what about uh, people that like there, we have a voice person that I know that has a identical voice. He can make of Morgan Freeman. And let's say he doesn't say he's Morgan Freeman, but he just uses that voice. Is that, is that okay? Or is there some exposure there? What, I mean, what if you right, just sound like Morgan Freeman? Right. As long as they don't represent that they are that person, then yeah, that's the, usually these laws are, you're able to get around these, these likeness laws. Lisa, official attorney of Jared and Katie morning, Lisa Lanier. Um, also, since we have you, Netflix is being sued over their hit show, Outer Banks. What are they getting sued about? Well, let me just... Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. it's the second time, too. Mm -hmm. So um, a guy named Kevin Wooten sued Netflix back in 2020, saying that um, he was a, he's a North Carolina a high school English teacher. He wrote a, a young adult book called Pennywise, The Hunt for Blackbeard's Treasure. And he said that, hey, they ripped me off. This is exactly my story. And he's been going through the court system for the last couple of years. He just lost in 2022. His case was finally dismissed. Now here comes another uh, a novelist uh, who wrote, um, basically wrote a novel called Queen Anne's Revenge, another, you know, treasure hunt book. He says, hey, they ripped me off. And uh, I, I don't see them winning here because, it, like the judge said in the first case where Kevin Wooten sued, the judge said, look, any story about pirates and treasure hunting it's going to have all these elements. Mm -hmm. And you can't say that every story about pirates and treasure hunting is a copyright violation. And, you know, to have a copyright violation, you have to have substantial similarity. The person must have read the, the work and copied it. And, and here, you know, they've got to prove that these people read that exact work and that it had a substantial similarity. And it can't just be that it's a book about pirates and treasure hunting. So you, and so I just don't, you know, I don't see it. So you have to, uh, let's say, it was it's coincidental that if there's a lot of similarities, you have to prove that the person actually read the book or you have to read the book or read or hear the song to actually be uh, liable. Because if you didn't and it was just coincidental, then you're off the hook. Right. 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 Exactly. And that's where, you know, a lot of these music sampling uh, copyright lawsuits run in, run afoul. It's like the person, you know, the song was from 1958 or something. And the person is, you know, is some 18 year old that never heard it. You're seeing that, you know, happen where there was a coincidental similarity to some old song. Oh, and wow. uh, particularly, particularly with old R&B songs that were so influential in the early days of rock and hip hop. You, if you throw back to those really old, old um, R&B songs, a lot of them, you'll see similarities in current music. And, you, and some of those people will come back and sue and, and they'll, they'll be able to prove that they never even heard that song. They never had any exposure to it, no opportunity. And here, you know, the, the creators of this, you know, this is a big hit, Outer Banks, and the creators have said openly that they were inspired by all sorts of stories that they'd read, seen, yeah. and heard mm -hmm. about the, these pirates and the Outer Banks. And that's okay. It's okay to be inspired by that kind of thing. As long as they didn't just sit down and absolutely copy it. Well, and and that, I don't think they did. I think they were inspired. But um, the, the author who's suing 
uh, Netflix now. His name is Jeff Wilson, and he wrote the novel Queen Anne's Revenge with the plot saying four friends on a treasure hunt from a famous shipwreck near the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And then he says that the main cast and the characters the, the arcs the, the, of the story are almost identical to his novel and say that the plot points and the settings are eerily similar as well. But you'd have to really, you'd have to prove that he had the book. It could be hard for him to prove that, though, yeah. because it's all, all pirate stories. I mean, think about mm-hmm. all, you know, the, like this, that are treasure hunt. They all involve a group. They all have, like, right. uh, a wealthy villain. The Goonies. You know, that's like, yeah, Goonies yes, they all do. The right, Goonies. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, as always, she covers it all. She knows it all. She's great. Official attorney of Jared and Katie in the morning, Lisa Lanier. If you're ever injured on the job and she does more than that, contact her right away at hireaheavyweights.com.